And it's Rhett. How are you? Good morning. Well, good morning to you, Sam. How are you? Good, thank you. Firstly, Sam, in, in your in your memory, who who were the key people who founded the Richmond Cheer Squad? Well, I would say Alice was there long before us. Mm-hmm. Right, but they weren't like a cheer squad. They were just like a group of ladies sitting up in the stand. Yep. So personally, I don't know if I'm right, but I don't. I don't think they were a cheer squad. They were lovely ladies, like there was Alice and her mum and her sister and all these other ladies, and they would sit there in the stand. And when Richmond came out, they would clap, and if Richmond kicked a goal, they would clap nicely. But I wouldn't call that. Squad. They were like a, a lady supporters group, were they? Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. And yep. they were sort of helping uh, the club with money. They were raising money and donating money to the club and all that sort of thing. But as far as I'm concerned, they weren't a cheer squad. Okay, yep. So the first cheer squad I remember is back in 1959. Mm-hmm. Right when I went to the football for the first time, I was still learning English because I'd only been in Australia for a couple of years. And a friend of mine from school, uh, who was Australian, uh, said to me one Friday after, after school, he said, "Would you and your brother like to come to the footy?" Of course, I di- we didn't know what footy meant, so we said yes. Yep. So the next day we got all dressed up in our suits and ties and everything and we went over to his house to, you know, to find out where we were going. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was living with his mum, his dad, his sister and his grandma. And they were all dressed in black and white. <laughs> and we thought, these people are crazy. Why are they dressed like that? Like black and white beanies and black and white scarves. And Anyway, yeah, and he drove us to the footy and it was the... Uh, a ground called Punt Rod Oval, and it, we went there, and we went in, and everything was black and white. I couldn't see any black and yellow. Everything was black and white, uh, banners, black and white beanies, black and white everything. Mm. No black and yellow. And that's how I fell in love with them because I felt sorry for them. They had nothing. When Richmond came out, ran on the ground, there was a few claps, and that was it. Yep. When Collingwood came out, but everybody went mental. Mm-hmm. So that's that, we're back in 1959, as I'm saying. So the thing was, and it was just me and my brother sitting with all these bloody Collingwood supporters, and we lost, of course, we got thrashed by Collingwood. And I was I went home and I didn't understand the game or anything. I didn't know the rules. So what I did was I went to Dimmies. Cards of black material and some yellow ribbon, and I went home and I made a banner, which was the first banner Richmond ever had. It was a horrible looking thing. You could hardly read the word Richmond on it, but at least it was all black and yellow. And I think that's how we started the cheer squad because I, I, the following week I went back to the 40, I put the banner up, yep. and ladies were coming up and saying, Can my boy sit? behind your banner right so and that's how we started and uh, yeah what did your banner say do you remember richmond okay (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that's fair enough but that was that was back in 1959 and where did you sit at that point in the ground behind the guards the punt road end 
Right, so speaking to Pauline, she then indicates that around about 1961 or so, she sort of came along with a couple That's of... Right. Is that sort of what happened? Like, is that... Yes, uh, a few years later. Yep. I mean, until then, you know, we only had the stupid, awful black and yellow banner, which I made. And I wanted to, I wanted to save a real banner like all the other clubs did. But yep. I found out that cost $100 at least. Wow. Mm -hmm. $100. Pounds, I beg your pardon, back in those days we didn't have dollars. So I started selling raffle tickets to raise money to have a proper banner made. Right. Made. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't know what to raffle, so I pinched a pair of my dad's gold cufflinks. Gee. And I took them there and I was selling raffle tickets and that was the prize, my dad's gold cufflinks. Did you tell your dad? No. Oh yeah. My wife was a punchline. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know what I, how much poop and shit I think I was selling him, I don't remember. Anyway, one day this lady came up to me and she said, I believe you're selling raffle tickets, blah, blah, blah. And that was Alice Wills. That's how I met Alice Wills. Right, I see, yes, okay. Yeah, and she said to me, uh, I, I explained why I was, you know, raising money. And she said, uh, I can sell some raffle tickets for you up in the stand where I sit. And I said, I'm sorry, I haven't got any more. I've only got one raffle book. Yeah. So what Alice did, and I mean, we became great friends after that. She walked down to Swan Street. She went to the shop, bought another two raffle books, took them up to the bloody stand and sold the whole bloody thing. <laughs> I don't know how much she sold them for. Anyway, we, we at three-quarter time, we picked a winner, and the winner was one of Alice's friends up in the stand. And I gave her the cufflinks. She said, what am I going to do with a pair of cufflinks? So she gave them back to me. So we had another raffle ticket the following week. And that's how we raised £100 to get our new banner. Goodness. And so that money was put towards, I'm guessing, purchasing the better material and stuff like that? Is that the idea? No, we had it made. You went to oh. there was a shop in Richmond. Then asked me where. It was off Swan Street somewhere. Oh, I see. But they used to make banners. Oh, okay. And other things. Like, right. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm not exactly what it was, a hundred pounds or 98 pounds, you know, but it was about a hundred. And what did, so what, did that banner, we, what did this banner say, do you remember? Uh, after that, yes, about 10. I'm not sure, but I think it just had on it, um, Richmond, the Mighty Tigers. So I have seen a photograph of a very long banner. That's, that's one of them, yes. Okay, right. That's in a car park, it looks like it's unfurled in that's a car That's right, park. yes. Yeah. With now, I don't know whether that was our first one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. So, in, in your mind, um, yeah. who, we've got yourself, um, yeah. if, if we were to sort of try and identify who was um, the key figures in getting the Maybe not starting, not necessarily starting the cheer squad, but getting it up and running and sort of really yeah. helping it out at the start. You've got, I would you've say got it was yourself, Lorraine, Lorraine, Lorraine Evans, which was I think she became Lorraine Roberts. I think now, I think. Lorraine Roberts, yes, and her sister. Uh, what was this? Judith. Pardon? Judith. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, Lorraine and Judith, and they they had a brother as well. Stan. Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Those three, you yeah. know, and at that stage, you know, Lorraine was only about 14. Right. How old were you? She was about the same age as me or a bit younger, I think. Okay, yeah. And that's how, you know, they were doing so much, so much we did. That, you know, but 
Plus, there was a lot of other kids as well, you know. But they were all right, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you their names. No, no, of course. I'm, I'm just really, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's helped yeah. a lot because I've been interested yeah. to know. Uh, all I, I remember, and Alice, of course, you know, she helped a lot. Uh, apart from selling raffle tickets, you know, she w would come down and help us with things, anything we wanted. You know, Alice was helping a lot. So speaking to Pauline, she said officially the, the cheer squad was in an official sense sort of formed in 1962, like the club, that's when they sort of gave it the stamp of approval. Does that sort of ring a bell to you at all or not? Yeah, it rings a bell. We yeah. decided by that stage we had a few banners and quite a few supporters and we decided, yeah. Lorraine and myself and, you know, we decided to to have an official meeting and pick a president and things like that, you know, to make it official. Oh, wow. So. So we we decided we thought we were going to meet. So we decided to meet outside the Front Road Oval in the in the, in the car park there. Right. And then we meet there, um, you know, five or ten minutes. And so we got there, and there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> we got around. Yeah. So I'm thinking, how are we going to have a meeting with all these people out here in the gardens? Have you heard of Charlie Callender? I have heard of him. Yes. I'd... Yeah. Charlie Callender came out. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, what's going on? And so I told him, and he said, well, come and have it inside the club rooms. Wow. So he opened the club rooms for us, and we went in, and we had the meeting in there. Yep. And then he, he gave us hot pies <laughs> <laughs> to eat, and Charlie was absolutely wonderful to us. He was so, so good to... Do you know, do you know what? I'm, I'm very proud of it. I had the keys to the Richmond Football Club in my pocket. Did Can you believe that? What? How did you have that? He gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. After the six, the, the, how I got the, uh, the keys was after the 67 Grand Final in 1968 at the Moomba procession, Richmond was going to lead the Moomba procession. And our kids, six of uh, six of us kids, were going to be with a, you know, next to the car. Uh, I forget who was sitting in the car, the captain and the vice captain. I think anyway, right, yeah. I wanted to have the premiership cup there. Yep. So I said to Charlie, "Can we have the cup? It would be great, you know, for the captain to hold the cup while we're going down Swanson Street." And he said, uh, "Yeah, no problem. The problem is, he said, it's a Monday and it's a public holiday, and I won't be here." So he said, I don't know when you're going to get the cup. And I said, oh, no, I really want to have the cup there. So he said, here, take the keys and come on Monday and take the cup. So on Monday, before I went to the city, I went to Richmond Football Club in Pump Road, let myself in, I knew where everything was. I went to the room where the big table was with a tiger in the middle, tiger skin in the middle. And I went to the cupboard, got the cup out, got a brown paper bag, put it in, and I went to the city. Carrying the cup. Need a cup. In a paper bag. In a paper bag. Gosh, you, lucky he didn't lose Can it. Can you believe that? Sam, lucky he didn't lose it, mate. <laughs> mate, it was all, it was, the pressure was on. You said that there was a, um, you said that you had sort of like your first sort of official meeting, the, you know, the, the cheer squad yeah. had a, like a, a committee meeting, so to speak, and did they actually elect a president? Yes. Who was the president? Me. Who else? I started the bloody thing. They had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And I'm guessing they had other people on that committee then, or assistants? Oh, yes, yes. Lorraine was in. We had the, we had the president, the vice president, the yeah. treasurer, and all that sort of... Is there still... Don't ask me who was who. Oh, no, I was going to ask, is there still paperwork from that time or anything like that? Oh, no, 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 no. Was, was, no. was Pauline around at this stage? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. She was, she was, I don't know, vice president or something, yeah. and her sister had something to do as well, yeah. Alice was involved as well, then, because there was the uh, Richmond Supporters Group, which was Alice and her friends, mm-hmm. and then there was the Richmond Cheer Squad. Yeah, so, it, so at, at a, for, for a certain period of time, there were two separate sort of groups, weren't there? That's right, yeah. But I think they, they eventually merged in a sense, didn't they? In a sense, but there were still two separate groups. There was the Cheer Squad yep. and Alice's group. So Alice's group sat in the Richmond in the Jack Dyer Grandstand. That's right. And you're you're situated behind the goals. Yeah, but after a few years, once you know, I was getting a bit older, older when I was in my early twenties. Yep. I thought I was too old to be sitting behind the goals <laughs> and screaming and you know that sort of thing. So the younger kids took over, but I was still there, you know, at five o'clock in the morning and would get in line and would put the banners up and everything. And once everything was done, then I would go and sit with Alice up in the stand. On, on game day, you, yeah. what, what to, you were living in Richmond at the time? Oh, yes. I, went, I lived in Richmond. I went to Richmond Tech. It was all Richmond. Which street in Richmond were you living? I lived in Kent Street. Kent Street, yes. Which is off Church Street. So where? So how? How early in the morning would you get to the ground? Uh, how early? If it was at Punt Road, yep. I would get there about six or seven in the morning. I don't know why, because <laughs> we'd be first ones in. It wasn't as though we had to save the goals or get the goals or get a seat, but it was just a sequence. We just couldn't wait. How long would you say that you were sort of into what sort of year were you there until you sort of moved up to Alice's sort of area? Well, I was just looking at some photos I've got here, you know, before you rang. And uh, in 1967, I was still sitting behind the goals. And that was at, uh, uh, in, uh, at the, I think, we'd, no, that was the grand final at the MCG. Yeah, because we'd moved um, to um, MCG in 67. MCG, yeah. So I, I think until the... 60s, yep. uh, early 60s, I moved up and I was, you know, sitting up with Alice. But I was spending most of my time behind yep. the goals, talking to all the kids and, you know, organising things and everything. Did you have any, did you sing any chants while you were there behind the goals? Oh, yes, yes. Do you remember them, Sam? Uh, Wago. <laughs> what? Come on. I'm not crazy, all right? Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, it was Wagga Wagga Wagga. Whiskey's on your donger donger. <laughs> You're laughing. Did you come up with that one, Sam? I don't know who, who did. Okay. Whiskey's on your donger donger. Raza raza raza. Uh, who are we? We are the boys from the MCG. Okay, not bad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too sure about the start, but the ending's pretty good. I quite like that. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I have to tell you, <laughs> which, I mean, it doesn't happen now. Yeah. Do you know, I used to get Christmas cards from the president of the Richmond Football Club, and not just a Christmas card which you buy from the shop, especially my Christmas card with Richmond on it. Yeah. 
Can you believe that? That wouldn't happen now, would it? Oh, no. Uh, I'm trying to... So, from... This is in the early 60s we're talking? Yes. Yep. I've got one here in 1963, 64. What, is it, what does it say, Sam? It says... Season's greetings from the Tigers. Yep. With best wishes for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from the Richmond Football Club, 1963-1964, from the President, Ray Dunn. Did you meet Ray Dunn a couple of times? Oh, how many times? <laughs> Hundreds of times. What do you mean? And then the other one is a different kind of game. Yeah. And that was from Maury Fleming. Well, I hear Have that... You heard of Maury Fleming? I hear that Maury was an absolute tremendous person. Oh, he, oh, he was so good to us. He was so good to us. And, you know, this beautiful card, half of it has got tigers on it and the other half has a, uh, uh, has a Father Christmas on it. So how did, how did, help me out, how did Maury Fleming help at this stage? How did he help the, the cheer squad? Well, he helped us, like, if we want to have a meeting, or we, we used to uh, raise money, we used to collect money, you know, we used to, but the other thing we did was, we had, uh, at the end of the year, when Richmond had the annual meeting at the Richmond Town Hall, mm -hmm. I don't know whether they, whether they have them now, of course, everybody was going there. You, you couldn't get a seat or anything. Well, thanks to, to the... Pre I forget which president was then. The Richmond Cheer Squad had the, fr the front rows of these meetings. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but anything we wanted, you know, if we wanted this or we wanted that, all I had to do was go and ask the president. We used to have our meetings in his room. In Maury Fleming's office? Maury Fleming's office, yeah. Wow. So there was a big, I don't know why that's still there, but there was a big, big table it set up about, I don't know, 18, 20 people around it. And in the middle of the table was the tiger skin, the famous tiger skin. You find, you, you yeah. sounds like you're, you know? sounds like you're almost in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, it was probably the boardroom. Yeah, and that's what we, we used to have our meetings. Yes. And that's where we used to sit and count the money we raised for a year and give them to our favourite player. At the end of the year. So you were raising money uh, to give as a gift to the, yeah. to the cheer squad's favourite player at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. So was the it just... cheer squad and Alice's group. Right. So would you give it to so one every player? week you used to go to either Alice or me and we used to give you a little envelope and, and you'd take the envelope and then after the game you were supposed to pick the best player but of course everybody would write down their favourite player. <laughs> And they would write the name in it, and I would put, I don't know what it was, uh, a shilling or, or a dollar or whatever in it. And you put the money in it, and then you would give the envelope back to either Alice or me. And then at the end of the season, we would sit there and we would open all the envelopes and count the money. And that, we used to do that in the president's room. Do you have any idea who won, Sam? Yes. Back in those days... He wasn't the best player, but it was all the girls who loved him. He was a guy called John Robertson. Oh, okay, yes. And he, uh, he was a very good-looking guy, apparently, and all the girls just loved him. I've got photos of, you know, we even had a banner made for him. We raised money, and we had a big banner made with John Robertson on it. Right. And we used to hang that up, up you know, in the stand. And, yeah. But a couple of times some other people won, but I remember almost every year John Robertson won the money. But he wasn't, look, he was a rich player, so, you know, but 
far as I'm concerned, he wasn't the best player we had. I mean, he was playing against, you know, Freddie Swift and Roy Hart and all these people, mm. and, and yet he was winning the money every year. So, Sam, you would have seen uh, my father as a very oh. young, young man. Uh, I saw your father many, many times. Yeah, so he started in 1965. So yeah, oh, yeah. You would yeah. have seen so him before, when he had hair. Uh, uh, how long he ago. was flying in the wind when <laughs> he was running. Yes, I remember. He was a very good player, your dad. I'm not just saying that because he was your dad. One of the best. One of our best. One of the people who you had an association with was Ray Dunn. Now, he was a, a lawyer. He was a lawyer as, as well as a president, yeah. Yeah. What was Ray Dunn like as a person, your memory oh, of him? You know, there was a group of kids, and some of them, if you saw them, you would run a mile because, you know, they were, they were sort of rough and that type of thing, you know. But when it came to the word Richmond, yeah. You, you know, you could trust us, you know. But when he was with us, he was like our dad. Yeah. You know, it didn't feel like, oh, my God, it's the president of the Richmond Football Club. You know, we've got to be, you know. Yeah. It was just like talking to my dad. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. He was very, very friendly, very, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So, um, it, in 1962, see, uh, around about this stage, Richmond didn't have a theme song or anything like that. And then around the early 1960s, there was a guy called Jack Malcolmson, yeah. who was a cabaret singer who wrote the, the Richmond theme song that we know today. Yeah. Do you remember that sort of time at all or not? Mm, no, I, I, I remember rightly that I didn't like the song at first. <laughs> and it was not just me, but a few of the other people. We thought, oh, bloody hell, what's that, you know? Okay. But of course, that's my favourite song. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're only a teenager back then, so that's okay. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. probably thought there were better songs around than, than that one as a potential. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, who was your favourite player, Sam? Oh, I had a few. Yeah. Um, of course, Rose Hart was my favourite, one of my favourites. Mm. And I did like your dad a lot as well. Yeah. And Neville Crow and Paddy Ganane. Uh, all these players. I've got photos of myself with Paddy Garan. We used to, the other thing we used to do was uh, training. I think we had training. Oh my God, what that was it Tuesday night and Thursday night? Yes, that's correct. You're right. Was it? It was. Yeah. Well, we were there every Tuesday and Thursday night. A training. Oh right. Okay. And not only that, we used to go there. Oh, the boys only, of course, allowed. We used to go in and, and watch the players, you know, get out of their gear and yep. get into change. And yep. we were in, in the club rooms with them. And uh, then we'd go outside and watch them train. And then, we, you know, that was every Tuesday and Thursday. I've got photos of that as well. Oh, All of us there at the ground while they're training. Yep, so they um, they obviously knew you quite well, I'm going to assume. So yeah. the photographs that you've got there, Sam, they show you with uh, a couple of the players. What else do they show out of interest? Uh, yeah, I've got... Um, what did you come across? A photo that I, I took, or my brother took for me while I was there. Oh, okay. Uh, there's photos of me and most of the kids behind our banner, the Richmond banner I made. And oh, fantastic. And there's photos of me and Lorraine and her sister and her brother and some of the other kids at training on Tuesday or Thursday night. I don't know who took the photos, but I'm in them. <laughs> and plus, again, out outside 
the footy ground after the training, and Channel 9 uh, uh, bus or car was there, uh, you know, doing a story on Richmond, so they took photos of us, photos like that. Plus, you know, photos of us on uh, up the stand, uh, photos of the Johnny Robertson banner, mm. Uh, yeah, things like that. Uh, you've got some great, clear memories too, Sam, which is fantastic. You've got some really yeah. strong memories still, which is great, isn't it? Uh, you know, it was great days. It was there was so, so many things. You know, like the Mumba procession. I can't believe that I was walking in front of the, of the car, holding up the, the the cup, waving it to the crowd. Goodness. I mean, that is unbelievable. And we were every every time we won the. In '67 and '70s and everything, of course, the the the, the winners led the procession, and of course, which were in front, and we always did something different. There were six or eight kids walking around the the, the car with the prize in it, and we were dressed as. One year we got the girls to dress like tigers, mm-hmm. and we got the boys to get dressed as lion timers. You know, in black and yellow outfits, oh, and yes. Alice and her friends used to make all our outfits. There was a real commitment, wasn't there? A oh, real, it was a commitment. A real yeah, passion. It was a commitment, and uh, it was amazing. All, all these people, and you know, especially Alice and her. And the other thing is, once we became official, the Alice and us. Alice used to work in the city. I forget what she was doing, but she was, she had a, an office in the city. Uh, I forget what she was doing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Every week, every Monday, we used to have a meeting at her office after work. So Lorraine and myself and the other community members of the cheer squad, we used to go to her office after she finished work, yeah. and we used to have our meeting there right now. Well, but, there was. I, yeah. did, I did find a quote from her. There was an article about her in 2012. There was a, yeah. an interview, and the article said, Alice and her friends used to sit in the old punt road stand and observe a group of teenagers who stood behind the goals watching the full forward change in ends each quarter. And then Alice says, and they got called the Richmond Cheer Squad. That's how they started. And she said, they came to me one day and wanted to know, could they be a part of the club? Yeah. So Alice certainly, right up until the the end of her life, had fond memories of, of... the group of teenagers there who sort of... Yeah, but helped. we did everything together. It was always Alice, you know, I mean, you know, she was like our mum. And, you know, she was... Anything we wanted, if it was about money or we, we were having a meeting and we it was going to be a lot of us and we had to organise food and things like that. Yeah. Alice organised all that. Or if we had to go to the Mumba procession and we needed things to wear or whatever, you know, Alice would organise all our uniforms and... Yeah, we worked together all the time for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. That's um, it's incredible. And some great memories, Sam. Some yeah, lovely memories. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. My pleasure.